It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone. The Utah Jazz win game three in dominating fashion, and the Thunder should be very concerned about some things. We'll talk about that, plus a ton of adjustments early in the game and a brilliant performance by Ricky Rubio. It's all coming up on today's edition of Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's Theragun com slash locked on theragun.com slash locked on david lock along with ron boone and our facebook live people joining us welcome well that was incredible uh just in so many ways actually uh coaching early brilliant performances and really a blowout this game was not close the jazz were down uh on the wrong side of an 18 to 2 run early a, and then down 30-22 to 22 at the end of one, and then they blew him out. And if I'm the Thunder, I'm terrified because they hit 50% of their threes tonight. They went 14 of 28 from three, and the game wasn't close. Now, some of those were late by foul, but that doesn't matter. Like, so, so that's one of the things we got to talk about in this ballgame, but let me get your big-picture ideas before we dig into all those things. Uh, 
there's a couple of things that come to mind here, and I was just thinking about this once the ball game was over. The Jazz had that great quarter. Was it the third quarter? That's not even the right stat. Jazz, Jazz outscored them 36-23 in the second, 31-22 in the third, and then stretched the lead to 20. So, I mean, that's where this game's not close. The Jazz outscored them 67-45 to in those two quarters and then took it even further to go up by 20. Yeah, so that third quarter was a separator. But the second quarter, and where the first half, was all about Ricky Rubio. So it wasn't like Ricky Rubio or, or like the Jazz offense or what their, their game plan was, was so effective. It was more about Ricky Rubio in that first half, which is what we saw with Paul George in Oklahoma City in that first ball game where he had just a tremendous basketball game ended up beating the Jazz. Rubio only gets two points in that third quarter, though. So that's when things started to fall in place, I think, as far as what the Jazz wanted to do in that third quarter and separating themselves. We brought up that Paul George's defensive numbers were unbelievable. In the seven shots Ingles had taken, I think he had was one for seven. In the seven shots that Mitchell had taken, he was like two for seven. So Paul George is able to take somebody out of the game. But he wasn't able to take Rubio out, and he couldn't take both Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles out at the same time. All three of them went over 20. Yeah, so you see that he's such a strong defensive player, and the Jazz were doing a great job, I, I thought, of forcing him, getting him in, into screens and, and to the point where they had to switch or something like that. And then, you know, Donovan ends up having a pretty good fourth quarter. Uh, and, and, you know, what Rubio comes up back in the fourth quarter and, and really elevates his game there as well. So, so they're going to do their best they can of, of staying away from Paul George defensively and so they can win this basketball game. All right, let's go dig in on Rubio. 26 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Last guy to have a triple-double. Sun checked into the game at the end. David Stockton and was in the crowd tonight. John Stockton, uh, Ricky Green did it as well. He's the third Jazz player to ever have a triple-double. It's the sixth of his career. He just played with that passion tonight, and he outplayed Russell Westbrook considerably. He, he really did, and uh, shooting the basketball, coming up with steals. And don't forget, you know, uh, Westbrook's a rebounder, but so is Ricky Rubio. Rubio is a great of getting into the paint and getting those little long rebounds and, and initiating the fast break. So he played an all-around game tonight, obviously, because he had a triple-double. But his, his level of, of, of play here in that first half was just unbelievable. So, what allowed him? I mean, he took 18 looks. He did that in the first game, and they weren't good looks. And he actually was, I thought he got a little overly aggressive. Two of nine, almost all of them above the break threes, which is not a good shot for him. What allowed him to have the success he had elsewhere? I'll tell you what he does well. He uses screens well. He uses screens well, and, and then you, you're, you're on his back or you're trailing him. He doesn't give up that dribble until he's ready to pass the basketball. And, and then, <laughs> I just have to say, that shot that he makes going to his left, fading, line drive. I, I just I'm a believer in it now. I, I, I'm expecting him to make it where at the beginning of the year that is not that was a low percentage shot as far as I was concerned. His, the thing he's most well known for is his smarts and his intelligence as a player. Early in the year we wondered about it because he's throwing the ball over the gym. This is the first time in his career that I'm aware of in which he has played the same team multiple times in a row. Like if you think about his big time European experience Unless, they're, unless he did it in the Euro playoffs, which he probably did, he had, in the Olympic stuff, you play, you're not playing multiple games again. Is there anything you're seeing from Rubio where he's clearly understanding what the Thunder are trying to do and the Quinn Snyder 
coaching and intellectual approach and this deep scouting that the Jazz are doing are allowing Ricky to play better. I think the Jazz system complements what Rudy's the way Rudy likes to play. Ricky. Not Ricky. I do it too. Ricky likes to play. Now, you pointed out many, many times the number of coaches that he's had in his career. Now, and, and, and I could probably ask you, are you surprised that the way he's flourished under Quinn Snyder with the type of game? You would have to think that the, the way the Jazz play is the way he's most effective at. And so uh, I just think that and he'll only continue to get better. You know, so It's literally the first coach he's ever had who's let him shoot. Yeah. Oh, that, and that's interesting. Let him shoot. Like, and, and, and shoot a lot. Yeah, and, and, still, and still able to come up with a number of assists. And, and makes the teammates better. I mean, that, that's just totally awesome. So I, to answer your question, I really think this system really benefits the way he likes to play. So the really cool part of this game was the adjustments that was ma- were made early. The Jazz came out. Billy Donovan played an overly aggressive style trying to force turnovers. The Jazz just riddled it, and they got wide-open threes. The Thunder then came out of that break, went small, pulling Steven Adams, switching, and all of a sudden, the Jazz were flummoxed, and really flummoxed. And it was an 18-2 run by the Thunder at that point, followed by, at the, at the next stage of that, that the Jazz kind of recollected. But the Jazz, for example, didn't have a corner three after the first three plays of the game until the second half. There were a lot of coaching moves that, that went on tonight that were really interesting. It's kind of fun to watch, too. I mean, because this is what playoff basketball is all about, making adjustments. Uh, and, and I think what's more imp- really impressive is that after what we saw what Billy Donovan had in that first first quarter, we'll put it that way. I mean, I, I thought the Thunder was very effect- effective. But the Jazz just continued to create the mismatches that they wanted on the floor. You remember this morning they talked about you – know, uh, running a pick and roll or a dribble handoff or whatever they wanted to do with Carmelo Anthony so they could attack him. Uh, didn't do a lot of that, ended up with a lot of that in that, in that first half because Ricky Rubio was the one that was, was doing most of the damage. But uh, this is fun, just watching coaches make, make, uh, make adjustments. What do you think is going on with Russell Westbrook? He did not take a shot in the seven minutes of the fourth quarter. He was 5 of 17 tonight, did not seem very good. Well, I, I think he's... Um, I don't know. He just—we're so used to seeing him and how aggressive he is that it, there, there's something going. On. I don't know. If, I know after that loss in Oklahoma City, they said he's usually the last person out. He was the first person out of the locker room, almost in his car, ready to go. So there's something going on there that—and I just took it as he was just very, very upset that they had lost the ball game. But you know, maybe there's something else going on. And again, same question I ended with you with you the other night. Uh, don't want you to reveal too much, but what is Quinn Snyder doing in this series? <laughs> he's he's coaching. He's coaching. Uh, he, he's he's doing all the the little things that turn into gigantic things. I, I think for for this basketball team. I think what's what's so impressive is that when he makes his adjustments, they go over and and they do it again and they do it again because you know how difficult it is to make an adjustment on the fly and expect everything to to work or everything that the coordination of every to, to happen it just doesn't happen but he was doing it over and over and over again we saw that this morning to make sure that everyone understood what was supposed to be going on out there on the floor so i had a really i i'm we're so fortunate because we get to spend so much time with these coaches and they're so brilliant and i think people know i i i'm so lucky i get to go to coffee with igor kakashkov every morning on the road and we had this really fascinating conversation the other night about how important igor thinks first plays are 
So Igor thinks the first play of every game is incredibly important because it sends a message to your team that you have a first play to execute that you know you're going to be able to do. It sends a message to the other team that we came out on the first play and just absolutely executed on top of you in a way that, like, oh, we're ready for you. Yeah. The opposite happened tonight. Yes. The Thunder ran their first play of the game, which is a play that they had scored on, I think, all five times they'd run it in this series. Quinn Snyder at shoot-around today, that was the play that they ran through that he changed the way they were going to cover it and take it away in a different manner than what they did earlier. They never went back to it tonight after that, and they didn't score on the first play. How big a deal is that to the Jazz players when their head coach changes a coverage on a play and then the team executes it perfectly and stymies the opponent? You know, I think anytime you change something and, and it works, I mean, it, it really puts a lot of confidence as a player into your coach that he knows exactly what, what, what he's doing and, and – uh, it, it's just that a, a adjustment. So I think as, as far as I'm concerned, I was the one that was really big on that first play. But obviously, you know, this is something that's been very effective for them. And, and if, if Igor is that excited about it and he, he thinks that it, it sends a message, you know, do it. You know. Jazz win it. Two games to one. Monday will be big. I mean, if the Thunder win Monday, then they're back in charge of this thing. You have to go win uh, – you know, you have to go win two out of three, one of them on their floor. If the Jazz go win this one, it gets really interesting to where the Thunder are mentally and all sorts of other aspects. So it uh, should be interesting. Big one coming Monday. Series is still a long way from done, but Jazz win at 115-102 in a dominating fashion. This has been Postcast on the Locked On Jazz podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.